and welcome to the first episode of 2017. I am accredited coach CCO Johnny Bekor. You're listening to the main protagonist radio. Welcome. So I took a break for a few months and I'm really glad I did that because a lot of surprising events presented themselves during that time. I've been doing a lot of interesting work in organizations, teaching about wellness, creating results with ease and flow. And it's really exciting because it tells me that more and more people are wanting to prioritize their well-being, no matter how busy they are at work or at home. And I think that's a great direction for us to be heading in. I also started running a women's only event called Return to the Feminine. And the response has been great, which I'm really happy about because for a while there, I was wondering what is the best, the best, best way to help women because there's so many smart women out there. Some of you are listening to this podcast right now and you're looking to create results in your life in a way that doesn't have you compromising your relationship, your values, and your well-being anymore. At the moment, Return to the Feminine is a live face-to-face event, but it will be a webinar very soon, so watch this space. Now, 2017 is going to be a big year, So much has happened already, not least of all because of the political pandemonium that's happening, especially in the US, but we'll talk more about that in another podcast. This year, I'm committed to teaching my clients about being radically honest with themselves and courageous like never before. I'll be sharing more about some of the difficult topics we tend not to want to discuss, like failure. So I'll be talking more about failure in today's podcast. Topics like wanting to just stop and have a break, which is what I gave myself permission to do with this newsletter and podcast for a couple of months. And I'm really glad I did, because as I said, some other interesting stuff presented itself. Topics like what happens when your marriage is falling apart or has fallen apart. Topics like how can you be open and honest about wanting to be in a relationship without worrying that that makes you sound weak or needy. Topics like how exactly can you be 100% yourself with your work and still attract paying clients and customers without the fear of rejection or being quote-unquote too much. I'll be sharing lots more about subjects like these this year. So let's get right into the subject matter for today, which is failure. Failure, failure, failure. You know what's so interesting about failure? We are all failing in some way, shape, or form in certain areas of our lives. And whenever you hear me say the word failure, fail, or failing, put it in inverted commas because that's how I see it. Maybe your business isn't profitable, but on the outside it looks like it is, and this is a source of real stress for you. Maybe your marriage has completely fallen apart. Maybe your finances are not where you thought they'd be at your age. Maybe you still don't get along with your birth family and it's a constant source of stress for you. Maybe despite your grand job title, you still don't feel good enough. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I've failed many, many times in my life. I have a law degree from a well-respected university in Australia. And many years ago, I found myself in a corporate job that was paying me absolute peanuts. I'm talking less than $40,000 a year. And I would wonder to myself, 
what has happened to my life? I then decided to move back to Nairobi for a year during that time. And for that year, I lived with my mom and my dad again. Okay, not very sexy. <laughs> I would run events for my business when I first started out and a tiny number of people would show up and not sign up for ongoing coaching, which was a real source of disappointment for me. And, you know, I do things in the early days, like give some clients discounts only because I didn't feel myself or my product was worthy. And, and I just, I wanted the client to come on board. I mean, I could go on and on and on about my different quote unquote failures. But I hear these and similar stories from so many other brilliant people. I've heard stories about relationships breaking up, uh, being homeless despite being highly educated. That's one story I heard. Being dead broke despite being highly educated, being in debt even to your friends, allowing yourself to be treated like crap at your workplace despite having a grand job title in said workplace, being super unhealthy despite knowing that that's not the smart thing to do. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So if these kinds of things are happening to so many brilliant people, the question is, who exactly do we think a failure is? Because let me emphasize, I hear these stories from brilliant people that I meet, brilliant people that I know. So I think it's time to radically shift the old school connotations of failure and replace them with realizations that are more empowering. So failure to me these days simply means I thought it would work out one way, but it's working out another way. This other way feels rough right now, but it's happening. And it's happening for a very good reason. So I'm going with it. And I'm going to pivot. I'm going to shift things to turn the situation around. For many people, the old school connotations of failure imply that you are somehow incapable, imply that you messed up somewhere. But what about the people who fail because of, say, global economic circumstances changing? What about the people who quote unquote fail because they or a loved one became ill and they had to change their life around, change their priorities? I mean, there's so much that contributes to a change in your circumstances. It's not all in your control. So why are we still pretending that it is? Some of the problems with the old school connotations of the word failure are these. Number one, you think you have control over everything, which you don't. Number two, you get attached to a certain outcome and if it doesn't pan out that way, you get pissed off or depressed. So you're not dealing with what is actually happening. You're comparing it to the fantasy you had in your mind, and that's not wise. Number three, the old school connotations of failure have us believing that it's only a certain kind of person who fails, and I'm not that person, so let me keep quiet about my failures. You know, it's only people who lack discipline or determination or who are flaky who fail. When the reality is there are so many hardworking, super smart people out there just like you, who are failing, failing, failing. So here's what I suggest we all try instead. Number one, the next time you're in a packed room, 
Look around at everyone there and realize this truth. They are all struggling in some area of their life and have compassion for them. We've forgotten that we are all vulnerable, even physically, we're vulnerable human beings. Number two, we all have some level of awareness about the things that we do, some of us more so than others. But I believe we all have some level of awareness about how we're behaving and what that means for how our lives turn out. So give up pride, give up arrogance. They're deadly sins for a good reason. I've known people whose pride, arrogance, and fear, if we're being really honest, is really messing them up and they cannot for the life of them see that. So don't let this be you. Listen to that kernel of awareness, no matter how small it is, that's telling you, don't keep doing this. It's not working. Number three, look at the area of your life that you're struggling with and realize that you are not the first and you won't be the last. So ask yourself, who can I trust to talk to about this? The key word there is trust. Any sharing of your challenges should only ever be done with a trustworthy person who will listen without judgment. You'll be amazed at the confessions that the other person may tell you. I remember when a friend shared with me that she suffered from anxiety, the relief on her face when I told her that before I started getting coaching, I used to suffer from anxiety. I gave her that gift of knowing she was not the first or the only one. And I gave her that gift because other brilliant people had given me the same gift. Number four, get help to solve your problems. No more sweeping challenges under the carpet. No more stoically pressing on. And please, no more false bravado. I've met people who do this. And the truth is, you can see right through them if you're a discerning person. So get the help professional help if need be. You see, once you actually start solving a problem, it becomes smaller, smaller, and less powerful on your mental and emotional state. Number five, look for the gems in every so-called failure that you've experienced. There are valuable lessons for you to learn in every failure. So start looking at failure that way. As it's happening, remind yourself, there's clearly something crucial for me to learn here. You see, I thought I'd failed when I graduated law school but didn't become a lawyer. But now I look back, having learned important lessons like these. Be authentic. Don't chase things because they look good or sound good or because you think they will impress other people. Be real, especially about what you want out of life. And give up being slowed down by the question, but if I do that or don't do this, what will people think? Number six, a good coach will help you to learn how to forgive yourself. We do what we do for many reasons. You did what you did for many reasons. Maybe somewhere in your mind, you thought it was the right thing to do back then. Perhaps you were just so desperate for things to work out a certain way, so you did what you did. 
Sometimes we just don't know what to do. We're at our wit's end and so we react. It's called being human. People have hurt you and you've hurt other people. Show me someone who hasn't experienced both these sides of the coin and I'll show you a liar. One of the things that makes coaching so powerful is it involves questioning your beliefs about how things should be. Who taught you how things should be? Your parents, your school, the culture you grew up in? Here's the thing. They may have been right. Back in the day, that advice may have been good. But the world has changed. Things are different now. Or they may have been plain wrong. They're human, right? The anxiety, stress, and shame of failure is also linked to you comparing how you thought things should be with how things actually are. This is why it's important to look at your beliefs about, quote-unquote, how things should be. One thing I know for sure is this. You don't talk freely about your failures just when you start succeeding. You talk freely about your failures when you truly start to love yourself and see yourself as worthy. I'll be talking more about self-love, of course, in articles and podcasts to come. So give yourself permission. Unburden yourself from always having to look good, always posturing, always looking like everything's under control. Yeah, that's, that's an uphill battle. I've been there. It's an uphill battle. It gets draining and exhausting. Embrace your humanity. You're human, remember? And shift your thinking around this word failure. Give yourself permission. 